Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2003's City of God, directed by Fernando Moraes and Katia Lund, starring Alexander Rodriguez and Leandro Firmino. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched Sinister uh, from 2012. Hmm. Yeah. It was an intriguing movie. Okay. Yeah, it, it was. It was just a cool, like, like sort of small indie horror movie, and um, it was it was pretty good. You know, it had uh, had some some cool things in it, and I, I I think people should check it out if they just want to you know get a good get some good jump scares and they like Ethan Hawke. Oh, I like both of those. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll 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 be good. Okay. Cool. I watched. I'm going to mention two things. Real quick, I wanted to mention I watched Eye in the Sky that just came out this year because oh, yeah. Mike and Phoenix wanted us to do that right. for Dudes on Demand, but we didn't do the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie, dude. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's the Alan Rickman and Helen Mirren movie? Yeah, it was okay. Alan Rickman's last movie, and, and it really goes into like the ethics and uh, mm-hmm. the dilemma of using drone warfare. Right. Um, it's really well done. I liked okay. it a lot. Plus, Aaron Paul's in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. But I wanted to talk about a movie called Green Room. That came out this year. Okay. It's uh, about a local punk band in the Pacific Northwest that's playing a, a show at this Nazi punk bar. And they see something they're not supposed to see and get trapped in the, quote, green room. Okay. And uh, have to kind of fight for their lives. Wow. It's really, really good, dude. Wow. It's a brutal, claustrophobic thriller. That borderlines on a slasher movie. Jeez, okay, Green uh, Room. Goes wow. in unexpected directions. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year. It's really good. That's great. I hadn't even heard of this one, so that's, that's awesome. It's really good, dude. It's okay. It's got uh, Anton Yelchin. Oh, uh, yeah. Who unfortunately just right. passed away. Anton Yelchin, but right. But he was great in it. And Patrick Stewart is the owner of this bar. Oh, that movie. That's yeah, the okay. movie. I remember seeing stills of Patrick Stewart like like with, with yeah. like uh like Aryan Brotherhood behind him. Okay. All right. I had a pit in my stomach the whole time I was watching this movie. Jeez. It is a great movie. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so let's talk about another great movie called City of God. Yeah. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Um it's going to be tough to give a synopsis of this one, but I'll I'll do my best just because it's um Okay, so so there's a bunch of kids in the. It kind of jumps through timelines. It goes to the '60s and '70s, and there's a bunch of kids who are living uh, on the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro in a yeah. in a slum or favela called the City of God, and they are just barely getting by um, along with their parents. And the only, um, I guess, means of really supporting yourself in this arena is to turn to a life of crime and they do so at an early age and it's pretty much everybody that's what everybody does you either get strung out or you become the dealer one of the kids is um like our eyes this kid rocket and he grew up with these other kids benny and little deech who Mm -hmm. then become well here's what happens okay so there's a bunch of stuff going on we we see what's going on through rocket's eyes and we're going to get into it because um like as as things as things move along into the 70s those guys grow up and become the bosses of the of the slum and that's what we'll get into yeah and we should mention this is a foreign language movie. It's our mm-hmm. first one we've done. It's a Portuguese film. Yes. Well, it's from Brazil. It's from Brazil. Yeah, yeah and it's so in Portuguese. It, so it's in Portuguese. Right. And let me tell you what. I wish I spoke Portuguese because <laughs> this movie 
is so good looking. Yeah. And you want to watch everything that's I know. happening on the screen. You don't want to be reading stuff. It does. You're right. Like, like for the first time, like subtitles, you, you want to look at pictures. I know. I kind of wished it was dubbed. I know. Like, because I just want to look at this. It <laughs> right. looks so good. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it just has so much style. Yeah. This movie has style out the ass, it dude. It does, like, dude. I know. It reminded me of like Boogie Nights. Like how oh, that movie is put together. Yes. You know? It's so good. Right. Just the way the camera angles are, the movement the camera makes. The, mm-hmm. It's so slick. Yeah, and and the one of the first like like after after the well we we open on kind of this um on on everyone is grown up now and it's in its kind of present day mm-hmm. as far as the movie action is concerned in the 70s. But when they cut back to when the story starts in the early 60s, there's a a soccer game going on mm-hmm. and maybe one of the coolest shots in movie history is when Goose kicks that ball into the air and fires his gun through it. Oh yeah. And the freeze frame of the <laughs> bullet going through the soccer ball is I mean, like I, I remember the first time I saw it, I, I just like I actually I didn't come out of my chair, but I felt my butt cheeks come off of the couch because I was oh my god, oh whoa, you know that was like, cool. That man. was so cool, you know. I didn't know this was gonna be in the movie. And it just, like, that one thing just hooks you and it doesn't let go. It just happens over and over again. And there's great use of split screen. Yeah. Man, it's just wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. I was totally pleased with these visuals. Yes. So good. Yes. And they're they're used to stress the stuff that's happening in the moment, too. Mm -hmm. They're not just there to look cool. No, they they don't just... Also appropriately used. Exactly. They don't just use technique to impress you. Mm -mm. And I I should start by saying that I've told Scott this already... I have been waiting to have this conversation for many years, and like what I've been telling myself the whole way over here, the whole way, I guess, you know, for however long I've, since I've seen this movie, when you get to sit down and talk about this, don't mess up City of God. Say what you think and tell people what it is, because this movie deserves to be seen, and, and it's, as, it's as affecting and as important a movie as any we've ever done. No, it, I mean, along with The Killing Fields, this is it. It's great. And yeah, this is based on a true story as well. It is. Like, there's a scene when Knockout Ned is captured by the police and he's talking to a reporter. At the end of the movie, they show the actual real footage of that scene. Word for word dialogue. It's the exact... It's a comp- Exact replica, <laughs> except the, so there's good. an actor instead of the real knockout Ned. Right. I've never seen that before where real life footage was replicated like so well like that. Okay. Like I didn't even realize it. Okay. And and you don't even know until the very end of the movie it says this is a true based on a true story. That's like on the last scene it says that. Right. It doesn't right. say it at it, the beginning. I know it doesn't. Yeah. It's like oh this yeah. is a total fiction. Movie. Right. Like <laughs> no it's not. You don't even know it. <laughs> and the way it's done, you wouldn't think this was based on a real story. Right. Because the flair it has is just too cool man mm-hmm. and even though everyone is is like literally dirt poor there's a richness and an allure about the surroundings and everything that's going on that like pulls you in where you 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 don't want to be part of this world but you're actually kind of seduced by it too just like these kids would be right there's like this atmosphere mm-hmm. of, about it that's really hard to describe right like, you know it's it's dangerous mm-hmm. but it seems like a fun place to be but you it's know weird, it's, i know yeah because the it's kid the people are so, place it is because people are so full of joy all the time like in in what is a really tragic surrounding that they're all kind of just like charging through life right this in with this enthusiasm and we go like our eyes into this world are pretty much the criminals we're not really seeing a lot of it from the other side of things right 
And like they mentioned in the movie, like the city of God, these slums, like the cops don't give a fuck. No. They just want everybody just as long as you're not hurting innocent people, they right. don't care. And as long as you're not interrupting Rio's tourism, um, you know, I, I've I've seen a lot of people who who have gone to like places like this in the world and they say, Oh, it's so spectacular, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and they have no clue that what's going on ten miles away is like like would just like mentally destroy them if they ever had to go through it. I, I wouldn't want to be there. No way. <laughs> Even no. though this movie makes you want to be there. Yeah. Because these guys seem really fun. <laughs> right. Except for Lil Z. Ooh. He doesn't seem very fun. No. Uh, Lil um, Zay is, is a yeah. bad dude. So, little Deech grows up to be Lil Zay. Yes. Um, and he becomes the drug lord of the city of God. Right. The movie goes through, like, time in, like, decades, kind of. And, like, in these little, like, stories about the characters. Like, yeah. A little title pops up on the screen, like the story of Lil Z. Yeah, like, and it goes into his history right. about how he was a kid and then grew up and took over, <laughs> and then it like melds right back into the modern time, like where we've sucked in. Even though we're probably not even in the modern time then, the, well, the way the time comes together in these mo- in these scenes and like just right. all flows so smoothly together mm-hmm. is is very awesome and polished. It is, and and the the one about Lil Z, you see him bust in the door. And and tells Carrot, you know what's uh-huh. going on. It's, yeah. it's and this is just after another time jump where we t- heard the story about the apartment. That's a great sequence, which is really cool. Um, yeah. It's this like sort of time, not not time lapse photography, but like right. just a continuous shot on one space. It's and... one camera set up still yes. in this apartment, and you see about a decade's worth of yep. actions happen. Right, just like all together. Right, it, from one to the next. It's great. It's so cool. And what's really cool about it is it's it's not exposition. It's stuff you don't need. It's stuff that you like. If 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 Lil Zay had just busted through the door, we we already kind of know that Carrot or Blackie are probably small-time drug dealers yeah and we yeah. didn't we didn't need to know all this other stuff but what they did tell us and what they gave us was stuff that was like wow they took the time to tell the story of how this space came to be and why Lil Zay wants it right it's like uh that's where the the drug lord is yes like that's where that's the base right. I mean yeah Lil Zay could make any place he wants his uh-huh. operation but he wants to go there because that's where the the Lord sits. Yep. <laughs> the, right. the Lord of City of God, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's really good. And that, like you said, it's not really necessary to do that, mm-hmm. but they do this, and it's really cool, yeah. man. And it's such an awesome like film technique to do that. Right. And it gives you a lot of background on the characters, I guess, mm-hmm. which just makes you like them even more. Yes. Even though these people are pretty much vile. I oh, mean, yeah. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, so you were about to go into the uh, the story of Lil Z when he well, busted. Yeah. And yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask you, like when 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 they give you the story of Lil Zay, they freeze frame on it and they say, Here's what's coming. Uh-huh. Had you known already that Lil's little what he what he used to be Lil we'll just call him Lil Zay from here yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, had you known that he had murdered all those people in the motel? I had an assumption. Okay, but they didn't explain it. Right. I knew they would because you couldn't leave something like that hanging. Yes. And I, I trusted this movie to cover that base. Absolutely. And I was not surprised, but the way the kid, when Little Z was Little DJ, right. and he's 10 years old, and he goes into this whore motel um, and just blows everyone away cold-bloodedly, and he's laughing. This kid actor is terrifying. Yes, he is. I, I did not expect them to show that stuff. I mean, kids are used in horror movies quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it's stylized, and it's, you know, uh, kind of like the, like Samara in the Ring. Yeah. Um, this is literally a 10-year-old boy laughing after 
blowing somebody's head off. Oh yeah. And you watch it and you see it and he's just like like just so chuckling about. It. He's been a sociopath since he was a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. h- how many people has has little has little Zay killed? It's in the hundreds. It's a lot. And Lil Zay is my favorite character in the movie actually. Okay. Cuz when he's a kid, he's running around with the older gang. Yeah. You know the Tender Trio. The Tender Trio, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and but they like He's just a kid. They keep telling him, you're just a kid. You can't do this. You're just a kid, you mm-hmm. know? Right. So then that's when he kills everyone in the hotel and, <laughs> you know, goes off on his own, I guess. Yes. And becomes a little Z. Right. Um, he's been put down his whole life, I'm assuming. Probably so. And his nickname's Lil. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, he's just another little kid, a yeah, little exactly. dude, you know? Yep. What, what are you going to do? You're mm-hmm. not a big man. He's one of the runs. He's, yeah, he, he's he treated like one of the runs. his whole yeah. life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so... He's trying to make up for something here yeah. by being ultra violent, and he wants to be in charge to prove to everyone yep. that he means business. Right. And he and Benny kind of come up together. Yes. Which is like my favorite thing in the movie. <laughs> and Benny eventually wants to get out of the game. Right. And he tells Lil Z, Lil Z's upset about it, mm-hmm. you know, because Benny's the only one he's had in his life yeah. that he could trust. And actually, he loves him, I'm sure. He's the only person it's he loves. He's his best right. friend. Mm hmm. And he now he's gonna turn his back on him, and now now what's left now? What who does he have left now? Right. So, I think that's a great thing to show. This like, the villain of the movie basically is a person. Yeah. Yeah. Just for for that for those fleeting moments. Yeah. Yes. He he is he is a human being. Benny tells him you need to get a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and Lil Z's reaction is like he's right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he has this like look of sadness in his face. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. Right. <laughs> but, yes. And then at the party, he tries to like ask that girl to dance. Yep. And she says, "No, I'm with another man." Right. And that just like sets him off, man. On top of his best friend leaving, you know, it's a big snowball of events. That, and he was already Lil Zay. Yeah, and he was already a maniac. Exactly. So yeah. Did you know? Did Did you sense that, that when like before the scene with the club and Benny saying he's going to leave, Benny and Lil Zay by this point have taken over the the slum. Yeah, Benny's like his number one. Exactly. And when Benny says he wants out, they they the the scene cuts to this new sequence that says Benny's farewell. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's a great title for it's that a pretty sequence. Gr- I mean, it's got oh, double talk meanings. Talk about foreshadowing. Exactly. Yeah. And the great thing, this movie keeps you guessing, and it's unpredictable. You're thinking when you see Lil Zay walk into the club that he's yep. going to be the one that takes out Benny. Yep. And when he attacks him on the dance floor, and they're they're kind of going at it, he's got a gun. You know, he's armed. And and you think for all the world that of course Lil Zay is gonna blow Benny away. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Nope. Um another character, another small time um, dealer, Blackie. Blackie is the one who pulls the trigger. He's trying to assassinate Lil Zay and he, he kills Benny by mistake. I did not see this coming. Like when I f when I first watched it, I, I thought for sure that that I mean, and I guess that's another thing that makes it such a great movie is that like it's true unpredictability. It's not like twists that that you didn't see coming that make no sense. This right. is like like something that would happen where like Blackie had an operation going on. He's poor. He has no other avenues in life to right. do anything. And Lil Zay is just kind of steamrolling over him. The only way to get it back is to take this guy out. Right. And I think because Blackie starts working for Carrot, who's the other dealer mm-hmm. who's trying to fight for turf against Lil Z. Oh, right. Um, yes. So I don't know if Carrot was behind it or not. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But Blackie has to kill Lil Z. Because if Benny leaves, right. then Carrot's dead. And Carrot wasn't behind it because yeah, of that's that. That's right, because yeah. then Blackie comes to Carrot and says, I killed Benny, and 
Carrot says you just killed the coolest hood in the yes, city, right. and he blows Blackie away. Yep, just takes out Blackie yep. right there because he knows it, that this is it. This is yep. war. Everyone loved Benny. Mm-hmm. He was the most popular dude in town, and he liked everybody. And he was like, he, he seemed like a cool dude. He was. He he was a really good guy. On top of being a drug lord, he he didn't have the same like glee with killing people that Lil Zay had. Right. And Zay like like in some ways wanted whatever Benny had. He he wanted to be as loved as yeah. Benny he was. was jealous. Right. Mm-hmm. And even Rocket, who is in love with Angelica, accepts that Angelica loves Benny. Yeah. Like he he's jealous, but he's also like, oh, but Benny's so awesome. Right. You know, he, <laughs> he almost is like, oh, wow, he's a catch. You know, like like he's kind of like kind of OK with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Benny was awesome because Benny's the, he's I mean, awesome. He's the he's the great guy. I was not expecting this to have in this movie. I was not expecting there to be this really cool dude. That, <laughs> right. Like, I just thought it was just going to be evil drug dealers fighting right. each other. Sure. No, there's all this complicated stuff in here. Yes. I, that's what good movies do, man. <laughs> right. It's awesome. And speaking of Angelica, I I, I want to say too that like the female characters in this movie, one thing that's cool about them is that they're very wise and they're they're just as kind of uh, I guess street smart as the boys. Uh huh. And um, Angelica and Bernice in particular. Yeah, Bernice definitely. You know, um, when uh, what's what's his name? Shaggy. Shaggy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the scene where she's telling him about like what hoods do versus yeah, what men do. Yeah, because he's trying to put the Mac on her yep. in the kitchen, and she's like, "I know you're just smooth talking me because that's what hoods do." <sighs> she says, and like, she, she hoods gives does... into him still. Uh, she, like she, she just wants exactly. to tell him what yeah. it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Even uh-huh. though she wants it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She 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 wants him to know that that she's onto him, even though she is attracted to him as well. Yep. But she's yeah, and she, and she says, uh, "Hoods don't love hoods desire." Um, that, that's that, a great that's line. A pretty great line, and it, and it that really, sums up you know, the movie as a whole. Yeah, pretty totally. Much. And it and it sums up really like like any any kind of the wrong man. Mm-hmm. It, like like there, there's a reason that that you you I guess fall for the wrong man because the, okay they're so attractive or whatever. But like to know that what you're going into and you still uh, you know even if you go through with it anyway, as long as he knows that you know what's going on, that that's that's key. Mm-hmm. And I like that they put that in there because it makes her a really. I guess I mean maybe not a feminist portrayal, but but it's still great that they put that in there to like show that these people have wisdom. Yeah, and they they know the score because totally. they're in the city of God too. They know how yeah. things are there, right? Like so, they're not stupid. No, hell no. Yeah, that's a good touch they throw in there. Right. I want to talk about the runts. Yes, that's what they call the kids, like mm. the ten year olds and stuff. Like right when we're in the sixties, when we're in that moment in the movie, all our main characters are runts at that time. Yes, you know. And now that it's the 70s, they're growing up, and there's new runts. So they call them the runts. <laughs> right. So these kids just are little hoods trying to make it big. Yeah. And they start running wild in the city of God. And everything's good in the city because Lil Z keeps control over it where you can't commit these crimes in the city of God. Right. Otherwise, the cops start asking questions. Yep. You have to go somewhere else. But the runts do it. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. Right. And there's a scene when little Z confronts the runts and captures two of them and shoots them in the feet and then makes another runt kill one of them. Right. It's his choice who he wants to kill. This scene is so disturbing, man. I like know. the one kid, the kid who lives, is crying his eyes out like it looked real. I like know. I thought this kid was really gonna die. Right. I couldn't I could hardly watch this because it's such an evil thing that's happening right there. 
I mean, Lil Zay and his guys are laughing. And oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're really oh. making making sport of what's going on. And uh-huh. that kid, whoever that little kid was, yeah, he I, I don't know how they got him to cry like this. He is no. like he's bawling his eyes out, and all you want to do is pick him up and tell him it's okay because he's just a little kid, and yeah. they shot him in the foot from two feet away. Yep. Um, my mom walked in when I was watching this movie. Wow. wow. Uh, Wait, how old ago. were you? Uh, okay. it, it was when I was an adult. Okay. Okay. But I just happened to be like she was visiting me from uh, you know out uh-huh. of town. I was watching this movie on a Sunday morning. She came in and saw this scene. Oh my god! And she was so disturbed and sick about it. And like, yeah. you know, I, I can't. I, what? And I, I had to switch the. T- I had to switch it off because it was just like it was just making her and, ill. And it's not just there to be like graphic. No, it's there to show how bad these people are. Man. Exactly. And the lengths that they will go to. Yes. To keep their power and control. Yep. And how you were. Like kind of like when the runts were doing what they were doing, you, you wanted to like grab them and, and haul them off and tell them what's what. Mm-hmm. You would never do this because they're just little kids and they don't they truly don't know any better. Like any little kid. This kid that we're talking about, the one that's crying, he's probably seven or eight. He's like, yes, this kid doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Exactly. He's just hanging out with the other kids. Right. Doing what they do. Yeah. And the reason he would pick up a gun and kill somebody is because of where he's born and what he's grown up with. His dad is probably in Lil Zay's gang. Um, yeah. I mean, it, or or he's already dead. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And like the only the only shot he has at doing anything is to do is to become Lil Zay. And now he's learning at a very tender age, like what the world really is like. He gives them an option of getting shot in the foot or the hand. Right. And so the kids hold their hands out, and then he shoots them in the feet. Uh, That's just like putting the I, stamp right on the envelope. Like I know. All right, I gave you an option, but I don't fucking care what you choose. Exactly. It's what I say. That's right. That's right. What a message he's sending to these kids. And then he makes the kid run off and tell the rest of his friends. Like, right. This is what happens if you don't listen to me. I mean, it's 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 one of the most upsetting scenes in, in all of cinema, really. Yeah, I, I've seen... I was not expecting to see this in the movie. I knew there was some hard stuff in this movie, right. but... And because it's so fun most of the time. I know. Like, even though it's terrible stuff happening, it's fun. But, like, this was not fun. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, and, and it's and it's one of a couple of times where, where they have to remind you, okay, enjoy our stylized, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, enjoy our film technique, but then understand we're, we're telling you a story about what's really happening in the world. And this one and another one that I have trouble watching is the rape of knockout Ned's girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, it's like, all you hear is kind of the screams and it's happening in a dark alley. Yeah. But you then see from the perspective, uh, Ned is on the ground and one of Lil Zay's guys has his foot on his head is making him watch it. Yep. And you hear her screaming and you hear Lil Zay calling her a slut and smacking her and telling her to just enjoy it. And, I think he even says something to Ned, like your girl fucks good or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Your girl's like, really hot. Yeah, you know? something like yeah. that. It's it's Ugh. disgusting. And it's and it's like and and he's not done with him. Like Lil Zay is no. not done. Like after he lets them go, he then goes back to uh, Ned's house and starts firing and like tells him yeah. to come out. Like and Ned's little brother stabs Zay. And that sets off the rest of the gang. Yeah. They start firing on on Ned's house and kills a lot of his family. Yep. I, and then Ned gets sucked into this war. Exactly. This peaceful, like innocent man is yep. just suddenly flipped yep. into I gotta get vengeance and mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I have to. Right. 
Um, and that's just the city of God. Like, that's what's happening all the time. And a lot of it's predicated, too, on some really stupid reasoning by Lil Zay in that, like, like the, the movie is narrated by Rocket. Yeah. And he talks about, like, why this happened, like, why Zay singled Ned and his girlfriend out is because Zay is ugly. He's physically unattractive. And um, he really liked Ned's girl. And Ned is... Um, you know, he's like handsome. a leading man yeah. type, you yeah. know, he's, he's, and they, they even like, like tell him when, when, when the gang goes to Ned's house, they're like, what are you too good looking to come out and face right, me? Yeah. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah. This is a very, another extreme sequence in the movie. Mm-hmm. And like, I've talked about how it has this cool style and it's like a really cool movie. Like, right. Right. After the, the rape, Ned is in his home, like with his hands in his head and he says, I don't know why that motherfucker didn't kill me. Yeah. And the camera like does this like swoop thing back into the dark alley let it comes up back on Zay, and he's like, wait a minute, why didn't I kill that motherfucker? <laughs> yep. And it's just like this yep. great, like, little, like, spadaz they uh-huh. do to the movie, and right. it's just like, wow, that was cool, man. <laughs> but it's in between a rape and, like, blasting uh, this house to pieces. I, I, it's it's just like the, the, these flights of, of, of technique that happen in the midst of, of the most horrible images you can be shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it reminds you of, of just the talent of the filmmakers and like what, what, what was inside them and the story that they had to tell. You yeah, know? I mean, do you know who shot this movie? I don't know who the uh, cinematographer okay. was. All right. But um, holy crap, it's probably some of the best work of the last hundred years. I yeah, mean, like everything dude, looks amazing. It's really, really good. Right. And... The other thing, too, to mention is that, like, I, I should have mentioned it at the top, this movie was not shot. Everybody we see in the film, in the City of God, with the exception of Carrot, they're non-actors. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. None of these these people were actually all residents of the real City of God. Wow. So, Leander Firmino and Philip Hogginson and Alexander Rodriguez, everybody, they're not actors. I mean, like, wow. have you seen a better performance by an, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's hang over all over again. <laughs> shit. I mean, like, like what, what you get people who have been in the shit and, and you, and you put them in front of a can now, now it wasn't a thing where they just like dropped in front of a camera and that's it. And okay, roll it. Oh yeah. Like they had to like train them a little bit and, and, you know, kind of get them to understand what film acting is about, right. but they were not trained actors. And when you think about that little kid who was shot in the foot, his acting is as blistering as anything like Jack Nicholson's ever did done. They, did I mean, they tell him his parents were just killed or it something? It had to have been something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's... Cr- I've yes. heard You've heard stories of like directors of doing stuff like that. Of course. Like, that is so cruel. I wouldn't put it past like, William Friedkin to have told somebody that no, their I'm parents were sure. dead, you know? Of <laughs> yeah, course. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, you're actually possessed. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> the devil was going to kill you. Like... <laughs> Cinematography, uh, Cesar Charlone. Good. We had to credit Cesar because that's very good. This is otherworldly shit. Had to get his name in there. Right. But yeah, and and as far as the the just the like using non actors and and like like understanding their their limitations, but not even having limitations, like starting the shoot and then seeing my God, these guys are actually really affecting. And, and the, w- what they're doing on the screen is so electrifying. I'm just going to keep going with it. Yeah. I mean, the people who are working at the newspaper, those are actors. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, can you can tell those, those people are. Yeah. And it kind of, like, takes you out of what you just were watching. I think it's that's great. That's a great point. Because right. that's a completely different world. Oh, man, yeah. The newspaper? Yeah. 
Rocket's trying to work for a newspaper company? <laughs> right. That's way different yep. than these hoodlums in the city. <laughs> right. It's totally a different world. So that is great. Like, different style of acting, I yeah, guess. Yes, exactly. Completely. Totally naturalistic versus totally um, affected and just remembering your lines. Mm-hmm. No matter how good a job those people at the newspaper are doing, it's just going to pale in comparison to, like, a hundred kids who Dude. are just <laughs> hungry as hell. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and these people are like, man, we got the best scenes because we're real actors. Of course, you know? dude. These nice. amateurs over here, like, <laughs> right? And they watch the movie like, oh shit! <laughs> oh my god, we were outclassed <laughs> by a hundredfold. Oh yeah, especially that little kid, man. Woo! Yeah, was Knockout Ned uh, an amateur? He was also an amateur. God, man. Yeah, and he went on to become a singer, and you know, uh, like like Philip Hogginson, who played ben, who played the the adult Benny, went on to become a model. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, the girl who played um, Angelica, like, actually went on to a pretty extensive film career from okay. this. So, yeah. Like, you can't deny the talent of these people. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. This is a monumental film, man. I mean, like, like it's it's one of the one of the greatest movies we've ever done on this show. And it's and it's like it's not I want to say that it's it's been forgotten because it hasn't. It's it's it's, you know, like referenced in a lot of places and people have like understood it for how good it is. Um, but I, I, I still think it should be, I guess, referenced more because this is yeah. like an achievement here. Mm-hmm. It is such a good film. Mm-hmm. So back to the runs. Yeah. This is kind of the end of the movie, not the end of the podcast, but right. the end of the movie is like the gangs fight each other mm-hmm. and end up killing each other, basically. Right. Uh, but the end with the runts, like there's a scene of Rocket walking with his friend. I can't, I don't know who. Just one of his friends. Yeah, yeah. just talking about like, okay, like, well, what's life going to be like now or something like, oh, we're going to make it and all this kind of stuff. And, yep. Uh, and the runts pass by going the opposite direction, and they're talking about how they're going to take over and like start dealing all the drugs. They're going to kill all these people. Let's make a hit list. Yep. The cycle fucking continues. Of course, dude. dude. Like the runts. That's the new Lil Z right of there. Of course. That, that kid right there. Yep. The the the, the bigger kid is Lil Z. Yeah. It doesn't matter that this war's over now. Yes. It's gonna. Ha- it's keep. It's ongoing forever. That's right. It's, it's never gonna end. That's right. Such a great way to end this movie. And I'm sorry to say it, but I don't think The Wire stole that. Okay. But it's the same story. Okay. In like season four of The Wire, um, everybody's been killed, and then they sl- they they have like a new batch, I guess. <laughs> the new batch. Right. <laughs> and uh, and and it's really amazing and really awesome. But but like you can see how like you you can point to each new kid and go, that's Stringer, that's okay, Avon, yeah, that's yeah. you know Omar, and. That's what's happening in the slums of Rio is that like, of course, those kids, I mean, like imagine when you were 10 years old and you met someone like Lil Zay, mm-hmm. uh, number one, y- you'd be just crapping your pants because you, you'd never met such a, such a, a, a criminal before. Mm-hmm. But then would you ever have had the courage, no matter what he did to you to actually gun him down and take his money? No, no way. No. I wouldn't want to be near this dude. No way. Exactly. <laughs> you you want to be miles away from even knowing what this dude smelled like. And these kids not only do it, then they decide like just in that moment to to build a criminal enterprise of their mm-hmm. own because of what they've seen and what they've been through. It's so good. I mean, and that's the story of Lil Z mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, of course. He was a runt who got it all. Yep. You know, the world was his. Yeah. You know, he he yeah. scar-faced it up. Man, exactly. And, had a demise, but from the cops. Yep. The corrupt cops end up killing him, and I think Rocket gets all the pictures of it. He does. Yeah, and they, I don't think they show what happens after that, but I'm sure Rocket 
gains fame uh, for publishing the pictures and right. the paper and all this stuff. And yeah, he he, he gets a he gets a job at the newspaper, like yeah. a permanent job. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't win the Pulitzer he deserves. Oh no, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he and and like he he already had all the pictures of the actual gang war that uh-huh. happened. But what what he after after his friend says, okay, let's get out of here. Rocket goes, no, I got to do one other thing. And he goes and he finds where where the cops have taken Lil Zay, mm-hmm. and he gets those pictures of the cops taking like a bunch of money from Lil Zay, yes, and, and like letting him go even though they know he's killed hundreds of people. They yep. know how many people he just got done killing out there, and they're just gonna like you know let him pay them off, right? And and Rocket gets those pictures, and um, you know, like so, something like this if it happened in in an America, um. What's really sad is that it wouldn't totally bring down the police force. Like, like you wouldn't have a mass firing of every cop right. who did this. It's still not enough. Well, it does happen. It happens It happens here. all yeah. the time, and no everywhere. one does a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine ha- it happening in a place where, where, where you truly didn't feel safe. You know, and, and, and you, like, every, like, you wake up each morning thinking something bad is going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. I can understand why the runts would be as hopeless as they are. Yeah, of course. And I said the cops end up killing Z, but it's not the cops. The runts kill him. The runts right kill after him. that. They come. The cops beat him up a little bit yep. and leave him there. Then the runts come once the cops are gone, and they shoot him about a hundred times. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, they airhole this dude. I mean, like, he's kids like, ages six to twelve. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I know. And I mean, like, like that. That again, to think that these were non-actors. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they not only knew how to remember their lines and hit their marks, they knew how to emote and they knew what to do even in that scene of just holding a gun and like, you know, like they, they, you, you can feel it in what they're doing. They've wanted to kill this guy for a long time. Oh, yeah, man. You know, um, and it's all over their faces, all over their actions. And they're so happy. It's yeah, over. And I think know? they got they say something about getting vengeance. Because yes. They killed their friend. Yeah. 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 Because the, 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 I, I think the kid who was shot in the foot is there. He probably is. Yeah. He, I think he's the one limping, like at the end, when oh, he's okay. like trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, him. That's that's him. <laughs> that's the one. And uh, what happened to Steak? The kid who shoots the other runts uh-huh. is Steak. Yeah, Steak and, and Fries. Yeah, Steak and Fries. Yeah. I love the nicknames in this movie. There's Tuba, Steak, yeah, I mean, right. Benny, Rocket, Carrot. I don't know. Who, Carrot. I mean, who yeah, knows? It's yeah, awesome. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh,. Who's the kid who ends up killing Ned? I don't know what his name was, okay. but I remember his dad was the was the security guard at the bank. Yeah, and it was the and the security guard was the first guy Ned killed. Yes, that was kind of Ned's completion to the dark side. You right, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was good too. So he got vengeance for his father. A lot of vengeance in this movie. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> it's nothing but vengeance in the city of God. You know, that's all it is. That's right, dude. That's your life. Um, I wanted to talk about. We haven't even talked about Rocket a lot. Yeah, which really, mm-hmm. I mean, we follow him through the movie, but I don't think he's that interesting. I mean, he's kind of interesting, yeah. but like. There's just so many other interesting people mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. There's this one scene called Flirting with Crime. Yeah. When he's like f- fed up with his life trying to work at a grocery store and like yep. he's going to try to be a hood. But he just can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> it's not in him. Because like everyone he meets, he likes them too. They're all such good people. <laughs> and like what I like about it is he always says something about the person before he goes up to him. And it's the complete opposite of what that person actually is about. Yes. 
what he's thinking about the world is just totally wrong. <laughs> right. Um, and he wouldn't be thinking that about the world, though, if he was trying to just live a normal life and yeah. not flirting with this crime stuff. Right, right. So, like, he's trying to justify, like, oh, that guy's just... He's mean anyways, so he deserves it. You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he justifies no, but a lot then of you things. talk to him for a minute, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, when him and his friend are going to hold up the guy who, who like, picks him up. In oh, the, the guy in the, from Sao Paulo? The guy from yeah. Sao Paulo. Yeah. And, and he, like, Rocket's talking to him in the narration about how, like, a guy from Sao Paulo couldn't possibly be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out the guy gives him some weed. And, you know, he's... And they're, he's a, they're listening to music. They're listening to some good like, music. Yeah. And like, oh, my God, you're the first cool guy from Sao Paulo we've ever met. <laughs> I think it was great to show that in the middle of the movie there, that you don't have to be a criminal. Oh, yeah. And, like, it really isn't right. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. the, one of the only things in the movie that shows it's not right, really, to be a criminal. Like, right. Or it's not... I mean, it's they're not promoting it that it's good to be a criminal in the mm-hmm. movie. That's totally the opposite the point the movie's trying to make. Right. But uh, just seeing it played out like this and, like, visualized and Rocket realizing it, like, that's not the way. Yeah, and after having shown you, like, yeah, like you said, an entire movie of criminal activity mm-hmm. where, like, the criminals are the characters, both protagonist and antagonist. Yeah. But then to have, to, like, to remind you that not everyone, like, takes that route. Mm-hmm. And some for some people, it's just not part of who you are. And there's, and, like, even if you, even if Rocket did try to be a gangster... He'd be dead in seconds. Uh huh. He doesn't have that in him to kill anybody or hurt anybody. Right. So. And we didn't even mention it at all, but it turns out Lil Z, when he was a kid, ended up killing Rocket's brother. Yeah. And Rocket knows that, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do anything about it at all. And I was right. kind of waiting, like, all right, is he? When's he gonna try to? Yeah. Get some vengeance. Of course, <laughs> right. And you know, if the movie had been made by you know probably lesser filmmakers, it would have been that would have been the plot. And the, I guess the other the other like interesting thing that happens to Rocket is at one point you know he he wants to be a photographer and uh, when he's working at the newspaper he ends up finding himself in the clutches of Lil Zay's gang because they stole this guy's like really nice camera uh-huh. but they don't know how to work it so Tiago. Uh, one of the other guys yeah. um, like knows Rocket, and he goes and gets him and says, "Now you got to take a picture of the gang." And yeah. he, he like he photographs them like you would in a modeling session. Yeah, uh, they're doing various poses. It like, looks like, like do the, two lines, two lines yeah, right two there. Lines. You over there, yeah. exactly. And they the hold up your guns. I think he even says something like, "Don't do that. You look stupid." And yep. then they're like, "Hey, exactly. don't talk to yeah, him. Yeah, don't like talk that. to him <laughs> like that." And he goes, "Sorry, dude." <laughs> he kind of forgets himself yeah, for a moment yeah. because he's being an awesome photographer. <laughs> But like he was, what he's supposed to do is take the take the film, get it developed, bring it back so that Z- little Zay has these cool pictures to look at. Uh-huh. But he mistakenly like leaves it on you know the copier or whatever at the office of the newspaper, and the newspaper publishes the photos. Right. So Rocket thinks he's a dead man uh, because now Lil Zay's on the front page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it turns <laughs> out little does he know. <laughs> yeah, Rocket really wanted to be famous. So oh, no, Lil, Lil Zay wanted to be famous, and he's totally fine with it. <laughs> But then what comes of that after Rocket like yells at everybody at the newspaper that you're you giving me a death sentence and uh, they're like well can you get into the city of God because we can't get in there and they're because mm-hmm. they want more more you know stuff for right. the news so he says okay I'll do this for you but I need some place to stay so he stays with his female reporter and twice his age twice his age mm-hmm. and throughout the film. He he's trying to put the moves on Angelica. And it's not really on, and it's not really working. Yeah, like his virginity is kind of a, a, yes. a subplot here. Exactly. He's always talking it's about how he's a virgin, one, yeah. and, and his like friends are always plot. like, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're all, his friends are you know always oh he's still a virgin or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing that happens. The 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 lady gives him some wine, 
and you know they're and probably some some weed yeah. and they're just sitting on the couch and you see them go into the room and the narration from the adult rocket is I won't go into the specifics of yeah. my first sexual experience <laughs> which I was like okay cool you know that's yeah. fine so it happened for him you, you don't need this yeah uh, I, mean, I don't need to see a, a little a, a young boy <laughs> you know plowing away at this lady who probably has no business doing this but whatever you know uh, I'm sure it was great for him mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it was it was just a cool moment for Rocket that he actually has this this like in all this other you know chaos that's around him at least some measure of tenderness in his life mm-hmm. you know on top of actually you know having his first uh, sexual right, experience yeah, so that's yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else you want to bring up well we should wrap up shortly yeah but i mean we can keep going i mean yeah like like just just like other movies we've done where we we really wanted to talk about it for a long time or whatever i mean like it's just like we could we could go three hours on this, just deconstructing every not only the 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 stuff that's in the film and I guess the the movie techniques, but I guess just the societal impact of what this yeah. is. And again, to stress, what you're watching is real in every way. It's as gritty as you know grittier still than anything Sidney Lumet ever did because it's actually happening. <laughs> and when they yell cut, they're still in the city of God, and these kids are having to go back to their real homes. And there's nothing about this that doesn't ring true. Yeah. Um. Are these Brazilian filmmakers? Too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is homegrown, and this is uh, this is as real as it gets. So, would you recommend this movie, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I recommend City of God. Everybody, stop what you're doing right now, and go watch City of God. Anywhere you can get it, Blu-ray, streaming service, whatever you had to do. You need to see this movie. You need to study it. You need to understand it. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I recommend this a lot. Right. Yeah, watch this movie. It's so cool. So that about wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show in iTunes. Rate it, review it. Most of all, share it with your friends. Any dudes you know, share it with them. Yeah. Because we need the more dudes listening to the dudes. That's right. The dude army. Hashtag dude army. <laughs> or army of dudes. Which I, I think better? Dude Army. Yeah, Dude, dude, dude Army. Yeah, that, that, fl- that, that sounds Army a little better in the Army sounds kind of perverted, too. It, it, yeah. Okay. I, mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dudes on Movies sounds kind of perverted well, and a little bit. We've discussed bit, that but like, before, yeah. but, and which, is, which is fine with us. But we kind of liked that. Yeah, because so. we're also a little perverse, <laughs> yeah, so it's that's fun. true. Um, or we're, we're anywhere else you get a podcast, too. So if you, you can find Dudes on Movies somewhere, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, so do that, or go to dudesonmovies.com. Yes, and we're also on Facebook, and that's where we do most of our like activity and interaction with people is on Facebook. Just look for Dudes on Movies. It'll come right up. And we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so special announcement. Next week is our 50th episode. Yep. Can you believe this? I cannot believe it. Holy 50 weeks. Oh man. 50. 50 weeks of dudes. <laughs> and we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a party. Because we're going to be watching 1990s House Party. Oh, yes. Directed by Reginald Hudlin, starring Chris Reed and Chris Martin. Uh-huh. Uh, Martin Lawrence is also in it. Yeah, a lot of other good right. people, dude. That's uh, right. Get ready get, for Kid and Play, everybody. Kid and Play, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Bye.